Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Another absolutely incredible show is on the way. So you stupendous, wanna, right? It, stupendous. <laughs> At least that's what we're hoping right now. That's what we're shooting for. You've booked an amazing show. Uh, besides your calls at one 405 we will be talking to Pastor Travis Davis. And Travis Davis, Pastor Travis Davis, or Pastor Davis, I guess I should call him. Uh-huh. He is a incre- genius idea. Lori and I were just talking about this a few minutes ago. He has created an organization that will take care of your pets after the big rapture happens. And I'm not sure when that's scheduled or really much about it but is, uh, is the rapture a good thing or a bad thing i think it's a bad thing is it, is it a bad thing Lori? no no it's a good thing oh it's a good if thing you believe in christ okay it's a bad thing if you don't <coughs> uh-oh i'm in trouble uh, joey of course you're uh you're you're very uh, religious you go to church what uh twice a week is that true sometimes at least once a week but okay. you know what yeah, yeah i'll don't worry i'll look over i'll i'll peek down on you guys when it happens you know make sure that <laughs> that you guys are somewhat you know okay and i'll check on the animals too okay well he says that he has a service that will take care of your animals when this rapture happens if you're a non-believer if you're you're off to the rapture that's if you're right. a non-believer then you end up taking care of the animals okay. uh, that's according to the uh, great pastor he's on the way in just a few minutes right here on animal radio but even more exciting news this hour before the pastor we're going to talk to Sean Simons. She is the headmistress of the Kitty Bungalow Charm School for Wayward Cats. We've had her on before. They're a wonderful organization in the Los Angeles area doing some great work and rescue work for the animals. And I don't know if you saw the news, but they have just funded a butthole replacement. This is... Uh, what? Yeah. What? There's a, a small little kitty. What is his name? Carla? No, Cluck is the name of the kitty. I have no idea how the... Little kitten, size of my palm, born without a butthole. Did we had... just say anus, maybe? Okay, born without an anus. Wow, this show has went to new heights today. <laughs> Go ahead. They raised $10,000 to give this cat a new butthole, new anus. And now, comedian Tosh, <laughs> Tosh.0, for those that watch Tosh.0, he's trying to raise a million dollars for 2,000 buttholes. Uh. We're going to find out all about this. <laughs> Uh, where do you get your? This does sound like a good this. cause, though. I'm, you know, there's something that's going to happen good for animals because of this. Yeah. Is this really a big problem? Yeah, apparently, it is a big problem. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna find out more about it this hour. Let me just say, if you even are thinking about changing the dial right now, <laughs> you should see a therapist. No, if you stay, you should see a therapist. Yeah, and what's more like it? No, if you stay, we'll share our special eggnog with you because we've had a lot. <laughs> yes, it, it is our Christmas Eve Eve show. Yes, it is Christmas Eve Eve. Okay, uh, let's go to the phones. Toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. We're all standing on the other side of the studio today. Doctor Debbie, just a little sick. There's a little bit of uh, what is it you got? Sore throat? I just a little cold bug. You know, yeah. People, you know, somebody said that, uh, you know, dogs are dirty and cats are messy and all this and that. And I'm like, you know what? Filthy, people are the filthiest things at all. <laughs> I see a snotty kid come into my office and I'm just like plastered against the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor gal. Well, drink your OJ and answer this call. Who are we going to? Veronica. Hi, Veronica. Hi, how are you? Good. Where are you today? Uh, Rosemead. Oh, in the uh, Los Angeles area. Yes, Los Angeles area. How can we help you? We got the whole team here for you. 
Okay, so the problem I have is I have a cat that we've had for maybe between seven and nine years now. Pretty healthy cat, haven't had issues, kind of picky though, but we moved to a new place um, and he seems to be, no, he likes to poop in front of the door and I have carpets. So I've actually mm. removed all of my carpets and now I have plastic mats. Um, okay. We do, he is only an indoor cat, doesn't ever go outside, but we have a lot of feral cats in the area. So I did, I've tried all different things, the pepper, the cayenne, the the spray to sell at Home Depot. I've tried it all, and it just seems like he's always doing it there. So I didn't know okay. if there was something else that I can do for him. He's got a clean litter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right so in tell front me, of the door. Okay, and then tell me about what is his litter box environment like? How many boxes does he have? What's, what's going on in the boxes themselves? Just one litter box. And okay, just, we've moved it from the dining room, and we put it in the kitchen because it's closer to the door. Um, every now and then, he'll also will poop in the in the kitchen, but it's mainly in the front door. And okay. we figured it was because of the feral cats. Okay. And what does the poop look like? Is it solid? Is there any looseness to it? It's actually loose. Sometimes it's uh, watery, um, mm-hmm. like diarrhea almost. But we mm, changed okay. his food about two months ago. And we also got infested with fleas inside the house. We've treated mm. that. He was treated okay. completely, so we don't have that issue. But they were coming from outside. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and you have issues with him at all. So I was like, oh, okay. no. And is he the only pet in the home? Yes, he is. And he's spoiled. Ah, <laughs> uh, of course. That, that's the important part of the equation there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, the, uh, and then I am assuming he stays indoors? Indoors all the time, yes. Doesn't okay. So. All right, so a couple things that I'm going to advise for you. Um, okay. We definitely have the outdoor cat effect, which we'll kind of address in a moment. But the initial okay. things that I'm going to tell you to do is really going to, I'd really like to work on his indoor litter box environment. Okay. When, when cats poop out of the box, the first thing I always look for is, you know, if it's a perfectly healthy, normal stool and it's happening on a regular frequency of, um, mm-hmm. you know, cats are pooping once a day, then I'd say, okay, you know, maybe we're going to really look at something behavioral. But in this instance, you're describing a loose stool to diarrhea. Yeah. So my first thing is going to be that I think it's imperative that we do a good vet check on your, on your kitty and to bring an actual stool sample to the veterinarian because we want okay. to check for parasites first and foremost. Um, okay just to make sure we don't have something like that. So mm-hmm. when we have diarrhea or the stools are loose in some fashion, mm-hmm. we don't always have the same capacity to hold uh, the poop. Or I should mm-hmm. say your kitty doesn't have the same capacity yeah. to hold it. So there's an urgency that can hit kind of willy-nilly when he's walking about the house. So we need to address the medical side of this before we okay. can say, oh, this is just because of those cats outside. So for me, diarrhea means going to see the vet and trying to address that aspect of things. It might be medication. Okay. It might be a diet change. You know, it might be nothing at all. It could be stress, you know. Um, but okay. I do think we have to address that aspect. Then okay. I, for the other things for him in the home that I do is really to actually give him more opportunities for litter boxes. And when okay. cats are failing in their litter box use, the place I put a litter box is the place that they're failing. So what is horrible as it is, temporarily, I would want you to put litter boxes in those areas that he keeps repeatedly pooping in. Because if, okay. if he selected that spot, we're going to oblige him. And we're going to say, okay, that's where you want to go. This is how I want you to do it. And you offer him a fabulous looking clean litter box that you scoop twice a day mm-hmm. and make sure you don't add any fragrances, any kind of deodorizers to that. Because yeah. there are some cats that will throw them off their box. They, they may not like it. We like it, but they don't really care for it. Yeah, he don't care so, for it. <laughs> 
Yeah. So try try to make it happen, and I'd like to see okay. maybe keep the original box, but put two other ones in those problem locations where he's going. Give him that opportunity, and then from there we have the outdoor cats, and you know try as as much as you can to try to limit the exposure. So if you can close windows or blinds, try to keep the visual access of those kitties away. It's hard to drive cats away that are outdoors um, because they're also drawn towards the scent of your cat as you're, like, leaving. You know, they're smelling your cat inside. They're smelling the scent of your cat as you're walking out the door and you're trading and leaving those scent marks. So they know there's another cat there. So what you can try are some of the different deterrents. And, you know, there's all sorts of things, depending on the climate at where you're at and what you can use. There are motion-active deterrents um, that uh, in nice warm weather, um, there are some that are sprinklers that are activated by motion. So when the kitty treads across the little eye of the motion-activated sensor, then your sprinkler goes off and gets them wet. And it's a kind of a deterrent. It doesn't hurt them, but it makes it so that they don't want to come in the area. There are also some that have compressed air that work in the same way and kind of give that kind of sound as they kind of tread in the area. That's one thing. And then there's the other thing. So some people will put things like citrus, um, citrus peels um, outside as a way of trying to deter cats or wildlife because they find the, the scent of them offensive. You know, it may work. Um, I can't say that it's a... a you know, proven thing that is always going to work for every situation. But you can certainly try, you know, putting some citrus peels outside in the area by the front door. And then... Uh, you know, make sure you're not leaving any kind of food items outside. Sounds like your kitty's indoors, but uh, if you have a dog or neighbors have animals, you know, that's the other thing that br- brings the kitties around. So making sure that that opportunity isn't there for those um, strays to come around your front door. And then hopefully with all of that, we can get your kitty to set some good patterns going in the box where they're at right now um, in these new locations. And then you can gradually try to slide those um, litter boxes back into a a location that's more appropriate and more tolerable for you. Um, And you may need to keep multiple boxes out for your kitty um, from here forward, but the hope is that you won't have to live with them at your front door. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's the long-term expectation there. Toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Well, by golly, this healthy serving of animal radio is brought to you by the grain free Red Barn Naturals canned food for dogs and cats. Always made in the USA with natural, functional ingredients to support your pet's optimal health. Learn more over at redbarninc.com. And thank you, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. Next hour, oh, this is this is ripe. Um, you know, the rapture could be just around the corner. I'm you confused. Know? I don't quite myself understand the whole rapture thing or when it's going to happen. Uh, but if it does happen, what happens to your pets? What if you're just uh, enveloped in this rapture thing? And again, I don't know much about it. Don't your pets go with you? I yeah, don't. Why wouldn't a pet go with yeah. you? Uh, apparently, that's not the way it works, ladies. <laughs> <sighs> well, that's got to be fixed. That's yeah. all I got to say. Well, well, then I don't want to go. Pastor Travis Davis will be on to tell us how he can help you with your pets and take care of your pets after the big rapture. Now, that's all. Might I suggest to you guys that you read the the book series Left Behind? Really? Is it? And then not sleep for about four years. <laughs> no, thank yeah. you. I don't know much about. Do you know much about the rapture? Mostly from what I read in that book series. It was a great book series, but it was scarier than doo doo. After about the eighth one, I was like, yeah, I, I can't go on with this anymore. Judy, you have some question as to what the rapture is. Yeah, I'm not religious. I really don't understand the rapture. I don't know if it's good, bad, ugly. We're going to find out what this whole rapture thing is about and what will happen to our animals when the rapture comes. That's just about an hour away. 
You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. We can't tell you why canine caviar is the only alkaline-based dog food. But we can tell you, alkaline is proven to minimize the risk of renal failure and pancreatitis, reduce scratching, cellular degeneration, and disease, keeping your furry friend youthful and healthy longer. And those are the reasons we can fit into this short commercial. But by visiting caninecaviar.com, you'll see exactly what we do to make a better food for your dog. Try the one and only alkaline dog food risk-free. Canine Caviar. Hi, this is Justin Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family. I'm on Animal Radio. Adopt a pet. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. You found us, Animal Radio. This is where we celebrate the connection with your pets. And uh, we are off to a prime start. I think we imbibed in just maybe a little too much eggnog prior to uh, the show today. It is, well, it is the Christmas Eve Eve show for you. And uh, we hope you're having a, a great holiday with the family and your animals. Uh, we have some great guests coming up that I think they fit in perfectly with the holiday, really, when you think about it. <laughs> and with our show, really. Absolutely. <laughs> in about uh, 10 minutes, we're going to talk to Sean Simons. You may remember her. She was on before. She runs the Kitty School, or excuse me, the Kitty Bungalow Charm School for Wayward Cats, which is a rescue in the Los Angeles area. And what is she up to lately? Well, she is crowdsourcing or crowdfunding buttholes. I love it. it. Yeah. Okay. What a pain. Yeah, that's not easy to do. Um, you probably have a lot of questions, and that's why I encourage you to just stick around for another 10 more minutes at least. To hear Sean Simmons from the Kitty Bungalow Charm School for Wayward Cats. Uh, Lori, what are you working on over there in the newsroom? Medical marijuana for pets. Is, is that what you're doing Probably a there? good day for it. Of yes. course. That's all yes. anybody does anymore. Right. I mean, it's huge for humans, but when it comes to pets, the Drug Enforcement Administration, the DEA, a part of the federal government, says, look, folks, we call this the extracts in medical or any kind of marijuana, CBD or THC, they are, according to the federal government, illegal Schedule One drugs. And so all of these places that were doing research on marijuana for dogs or any kind of pet product, they've all gone, ooh, no, we don't want to have anything to do with drugs, so it's hands-off until the government gets its, its story straight. But we'll tell you one cool study that is continuing, despite what the government says. Toll-free 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to the Dream Team. Talk to Dr. Debbie right now. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by VetraScience. And just like their owners, our pets, well, they get older. You knew that, right? Their joints stiffen up and jumping for joy suddenly becomes more difficult. Glycoflex hip and joint supplements from VetraScience help support joint health in your pet. And we thank VetraScience for underwriting Animal Radio. And let's go to Blaine. Hey, Blaine, how are you? Okay, how are you? Good. Where are you calling from today? Uh, I'm near Effingham, Illinois. Oh, okay. Are you a truck driver? Yes. Okay, on the road. Do you take your pet with you? you travel with your dog? No, no, I don't. Okay. I got the doctor here. What's up? Oh, hey. Um, hi. My uh, dachshund, Bo, he, uh, he, he's overweight, but he, uh, he'll like, drink a lot of 
liquids and he like swells up and he'll like he looks like he retains water or something. And mm. then when you uh and then recently he started like wetting the bed where he lays and stuff. I don't he doesn't mean to because he he'll be like on the steps and he'll get up and it's wet. You know, like Okay. So I don't know what his problem is. If he's lost bladder control or what it is. Yeah. And in male dogs, you know, bladder control problems are not real common as the sole cause of urine leakage. Female dogs, sometimes we do see that they can have some sphincter problems, some leaky bladder problems, but it's pretty rare in male dogs. So for me, when I find out of a dog, a male dog that's leaking urine in any context, especially if it's accompanied with drinking more or peeing large volumes of um, urine, that would warrant a veterinary visit and I would check a urine sample and probably some blood as well. The things that we look, the things that we're really going to be looking for um, are going to be um, conditions that cause your baby to drink more, things like diabetes, kidney concerns, liver concerns, um, and, you know, retaining water. Sometimes we think about heart disease, but usually there would be other symptoms that I'd be focused on and looking at. But uh, oh, I would okay. definitely well, say, yeah. He does have trouble with hair loss, but he's a dachshund. I've heard that comment. That he doesn't have what? I'm sorry? He does have hair loss also, but I he's had that for a long time. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that might be something that can kind of tie things together. Um, so for me, if I find out a dog is kind of losing hair, maybe getting a little pot-bellied and having excessive urinations, we might look at some hormone problems like Cushing's disease. So that, uh, oh, okay. So that might be something else to put on the whole differential um, when you see the veterinarian. But I, I, I definitely would say, you know, I can tell you certainly you need to get this baby in, at least do some baseline screening on him and uh, find okay. out uh, the underlying cause. All right. Well, thanks. You're welcome. Thanks for your call, Blaine. And okay. uh, we're waiting here for your call at Animal Radio at one 405 8405 You sizzling hot. <laughs> Okay, the number is one 405 8405 This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Vetra Science. Give your pets the extra support they need. From Glycoflex joint support to composure for pet stress, Vetra Science has the supplement for all of your pet's needs. And thanks, Vetra Science, for underwriting Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one 405 8405 Who let the dogs out? Alan Cable, hi. After a minute, we'll take his cone off. I don't know. I might start biting my tail. Here comes your dog watch. They've got all kinds of dogs down there at the shelter. Fixed, um, hips removed. But then it happened. Something Barbara would never seen before. Saw his picture. So I said, sure, we'll take him. Adam! Adam the dog has got a strange problem. Took him in for blood test. Guess what? Adam the dog has allergies. But guess what he's allergic to? Humans. Now there's a new one. A dog that's allergic to people. Seriously? Uh... I know, Barbara was speechless, too. I didn't believe her at first. I thought she was kidding. She said, no, just like we can be allergic to dogs, he is allergic to human dander. Guess what? Adam's going to get allergy shots just like people do. The vet seems to think we can fix him, and he starts on allergy shots this week. This is Animal Radio, baby. All dogs should eat a pH-balanced alkaline diet. An alkaline diet reduces health risks and can also reduce scratching, shedding, and hot spots. So does this mean you need to check your dog's pH balance? No, because canine caviar has created the first and only alkaline dog food that is pH balanced. It also has the highest metabolized calories. What does this mean? Your dog needs to eat less. 
Get a healthier dog and save money with Canine Caviar products. Find them at your local pet supply store or online at caninecaviar.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Lori Brooks. Amazon has launched Pet Profiles, which means that you can now add your pets to your Amazon account. Wait a second. Uh, Can they shop for us, too? I mean, will they be using my credit card? I'd be a little concerned about this whole thing. No, they can't use your credit card. Okay. I'm sorry, but they just become a member of this official club, Hal. Okay. And and there will be some perks, too, as Amazon makes this big move toward owning an even bigger share of the pet world. Now, after you sign up your first pet, you get a 20% one-time discount on your next pet food order. Now, you know, that's a gimmick. They're, they're trying to get you in the door. So let's be honest here. This is not a commercial for Amazon, but, you know, it could be a very good deal. And everyone wants to save money on pet care. So we just want you to know that this savings is out there. Information and data. That's what today's okay. society is all about. So, oh, now you just ruined the whole thing for me. <laughs> now to sign up, you're asked your pet's name, their age and breed. It's your choice if you want to post a picture or not. And there's also options for different types of reptiles, uh, fish, and birds, too. And you, you can even register your horse. <laughs> well, people anxious to relieve their pet's physical pain are more and more trying out oils and powders that contain CBDs. Yeah, it's uh, the non-psychoactive component of marijuana. But there's little data on whether or not these products work or if they have harmful side effects. There's a lot to know, and right now we just don't know it. Now, the reason we don't is because the federal government has not approved any clinical trials of cannabis pet products. The Drug Enforcement Administration announced just last year that even marijuana extracts um, those with CBD or THC, it's another component of marijuana. That is the, uh, THC is the intoxicating component. The DEA announced last year that they are actually an illegal schedule one drug. So when they said that, it was like almost everyone, you know, whoa, kind of like a cooking show, you know, time's up, hands off. <laughs> Nobody wanted to, to touch it at that point. The University of Pennsylvania halted then its clinical trials, but Colorado State University, the opposite. Still pushing ahead with their research of two dozen dogs that are enrolled in the school's study of canine arthritis. Now, the dogs are given either CBD oil or placebo, and then activity monitors are attached to the pet's collar to determine if they're mobile or more mobile when they are actually taking the CBD versus the um, placebo. But the government, through the Food and Drug Administration, is warning companies. This is another setback for any research here. Warning companies that sell any marijuana-related pet products that they are violating federal laws by offering unapproved new animal drugs to the public, and they are threatening legal action to those who continue to do so. So what do vets think about this? Well, right now, the American Veterinary Medical Association is working on an official policy towards marijuana-related pet products, but one of its committees wants the Drug Enforcement Administration to declassify marijuana as a Schedule One drug so that we can proceed with this and facilitate more research opportunities. 
Finally, for the third time in just 14 months, oh, we all know how this feels, uh, the vice president's family has lost a pet. Um, they could, they have a lot of pets, you know, over there at the Naval Observatory. That's the vice president's official residence. Their 16 year old pet cat, Pickles Pence, died oh, a few weeks ago. Oh, that's Pickles. too bad. Yeah. It was 16. Wow, that's a, that's a nice long life. And at least Pickles yeah. got to see, uh, well, I was going to say the White House, but it's the Naval Observatory. I'm Lori Brooks. You can get more breaking animal news anytime you need it at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio, celebrating the connection with our pets. And in about an hour, we're going to talk to Pastor Travis Davis. Is that his last name? Yes. Pastor Travis Davis, who will take care of your pets after the rapture. And don't ask your questions now. Just, just, <laughs> just uh, so many questions. So little time. Yes. <laughs> uh, but first, this is, and I think this is an even more important story. We're going to talk to Sean Simons. Uh, we've talked to her before. She's from the Kitty Bungalow Charm School for Wayward Cats in Los Angeles, uh, doing some great rescue work down there. And uh, they they just finished funding and helping with the surgery, a really important surgery. It was a butthole surgery. It was, or I'm sorry, uh, Lori, Lori's been trying to, <laughs> please, uh, anus, an anus replacement is basically what it was. They raised $10,000 for a little kitten named Cluck. And uh, we welcome Sean to the show. Hi, Sean. Hi. Thanks you, for having me on again. Of course. Uh, well, this is very important news. Tell us a little bit about Cluck. How did Cluck even get that name? Oh, well, it's actually, we we try and name our cats appropriately. Sure. And this little kitten that that didn't have a butthole, um, we named her Cluck after chickens who have a cloaca, which is they just have one opening where they do all their business out ah, of it. Ah. So that's how she started. And then the rest of her litter... Um, got other barnyard names. Uh, so uh, what was exactly wrong with Cluck? Um, Cluck didn't have a butthole. It just was well, born we, that way? Yeah, yeah. We we actually, um, we run a uh, medical intern training program here. We do a lot of uh, kids that are in college that are looking to go into veterinary or, or human medicine. And I had one of our, our young interns do the check-in of Cluck when she came in and she was about probably about five days old and they're super, super tiny. And for check-in, we weigh them and we uh, get their temperature. And she came to me and said that she couldn't get Cluck's temperature because Cluck didn't have a butthole. And I thought, Oh, you new <laughs> intern, don't silly tiny. You don't understand. And sure enough, there, there was no butthole. It's, it's called an imperforated anus. So up to this point, where had this small kitten been defecating? Yeah. Her vagina. Really? Okay. This is all very weird. Wow. Yes. Agreed. And part of, part of the reason I think that, you know, she was able to, to survive and she came with her mommy, um, is that, um, a lot of times if, if cats aren't able 
to use their systems well and properly. You'll see that for like crystals. I'm nervous. I'm talking with a doctor on there, so I'm nervous to say anything. But um, that, you know, they can build up toxicity, which is really bad for them. But because she was at this point just having pure mama's milk, there really we weren't dealing with any outside sure. chemicals and things. So it was pretty, pretty pure. Doctor who's been very quiet, unusually quiet. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I love kind of oddities of nature. <laughs> so yeah, so Kitty has Atresia ani. So there's different categories of this. Some just have like a little bit of a outpouching issue. Others completely have the lack of the connection of things. And uh, yeah. so yeah, this isn't un- terribly uncommon. We do see it. Um, I'm just jealous because I haven't seen one for a while and it's really cool. <laughs> you are so weird. Next, next time we'll call you first. Um, <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, she had the the toughest one of course and um we just had to do a second surgery so um i don't know if if you saw but tosh 2.0 pick pick this up and he asked his viewers to help us raise enough money um for a hundred buttholes um he thought that would be fun uh well we've done two so far and we're hoping this is the last so we're still we're still funding for her continued care but it was interesting. Um, one of the reasons that, that we, we did this, and we're not an organization that does a lot of like really wild, um, super expensive, um, uh, risky surgeries. That's not what we're about. But, um, she was so vibrant. She is so vibrant. And actually the reason she had to have a second surgery, and this was fascinating to me, is because she was so healthy. That's really where it became a problem. Her body was, developing scar tissue mm. where they did the surgery because a body heals by scarring over. And so she scarred over her first butthole. So we had to make her another one. And we're starting to think maybe she really likes the limelight and all the attention. <laughs> so, so how do you keep the second one from not scarring over? <laughs> um, okay, this is going to get graphic. I'll try and use my um, not too graphic terms. But if anybody's eating breakfast right now, sit down. <laughs> Um, so originally we, we kept her poo super, super soft. Uh-huh. And because of that, it could just kind of leak out almost anywhere. Um, so this time around, we are, um, uh, tamping down on, on, on that and having her create an actual poo that she will have to dilate to push out. And that will help, um, uh, keep the scar tissue from scarring over. And we're actually doing, um, um, many more follow-ups with the with the surgeon to, to keep a much closer eye on it. Uh, Dr. Debbie, would you like some more eggnog? <laughs> you know, hey, this is this is dinner conversation for me. Okay, we are with Sean Simons. She just crowdfunded a butthole for a little kitten. And I still have so many questions. Stick around. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Admit it, you love your dog, and he is part of the family. So when choosing your next vacation, don't forget Fido. With just a little planning, the entire family can enjoy a road trip. To find the best vacation spot for Spot, subscribe to Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog, where each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, where both you and Fido are welcome. Go online to FidoFriendly.com and find out what all the barking's about. It's Animal Radio, and if you just tuned in, we are with Sean Simons with the uh, Kitty Bungalow Charm School for Wayward Cats, a wonderful organization out of the Los Angeles area. 
She just raised $10,000 for a butthole, I'm sorry, Lori, anus, for a little kitten that didn't have one. And you've heard about this, Dr. Debbie. And you know, it's fun. It's, well, fun. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, interesting. With some of the kitties that have this, there's a procedure called bougenage where, you know, we basically can put a little balloon in and just kind of repeatedly kind of stretch the areas to kind of, um, break down some of the scar tissue, um, and to try to kind of loosen the, the sphincter so that we can allow things to pass through. So, um, I kind of wonder if they're going to be doing any of that associated with, um, some of the stricturing that she's having currently. Um, she just came back from her check yesterday, um, and they did put a catheter in, and they're able to keep that area um, space and, and open. But um, I didn't ask if she had a bougenage. I'm afraid that's it's a great word. <laughs> if if they put a catheter in, then there's inherently a balloon in there, and they may have just inflated the balloon to kind of stretch the area, and right. that's a kind of a gentle way to kind of try to open things up with repeated uh, dilations that can help to kind of stretch the area and. Allow things to move through. So, how much more expensive is a bougenage? Sounds um, well, it's French, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's French. It's, it's French. Well, it has to be special. Uh, no. um, it's not anything more. Technically, surgery is far more challenging. The bougenage is just more of a treatment. Um, and it, like I said, you may just ask and say, "Hey, is that what y'all did?" <laughs> because if they did put a catheter in, they are making some efforts to try to then then stretch that. Dr. Debbie, is this pretty common? How how often does this occur? And I'm assuming it occurs in dogs, too, and other animals? It does. I'd have to say I see it more in kittens. Um, And it usually does start to become more apparent as kittens are becoming weaned. Um, And and typically, you know, I always kind of blame it on the mom because mom does such a great job of cleaning and stimulating kittens that when they're out of the picture, you know, then we're left to kind of doing our own toileting and cleaning and all of that. And that's when uh, most of these kittens would, you know, present to us. And it does tend to be a little bit more in female cats, too, I have to say. Um, there is some uh, tendency towards that. If I were you, I would not blame this on the mother. She's feral, and she's she's not going to take that well. <laughs> no, no, I'm not blaming Mama. I'm just saying she's doing her job, and had she not been in the picture, um, then that's when it usually comes up here in a little bit quicker. It's always the mother's fault. It's the first time we've seen it, and we have at this point um, uh, done intake on about uh, 1,800 kittens. Wow. So it was new to us. Holy moly. Okay, well, if people want to fund a butthole, they can head on over to kittybungalow.org, and we'll put links to everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.pet. Sean, we always enjoy talking to you. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. Take care of yourself now. Uh, Bye-bye. All I want for Christmas is a new hole. A new hole. All I want for Christmas is a new butt. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go back to phones. Hi, who is this? Talking with me? I'm talking to you. You're talking to me, I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to you. Okay, I'm Lucy. Hi, Lucy. How you doing? I'm doing good. Where are you calling? Right now I'm calling in from Maryland. When I called you originally, I was in Arizona. You get around. Yeah. You a driver? I a big truck. You drive a big truck. Oh, I love lady drivers. Oh, this is so much fun. I retired from my original career, and now I'm on vacation and getting paid for it. What was your original career? Registered nurse. Is, do you wow. like this better? Well, I li- I did nursing for 30 years, and I like that great. But after 30 years, I needed a change, and I love this because I've, I've been doing it for three years, and I've seen the entire country and Canada. And getting so, paid to do it. And getting paid to do it. Oh, you got to love and it. And I get Teddy with me. Teddy. Right? 
Teddy. He's a half Shih Tzu and a half miniature Cocker Spaniel. Does he like traveling with you? He loves it. He's He's been, you know, I'm really disappointed that I never had a dog before this. Because oh. he is such a love. You just found out about that, huh? Yes, I did. Okay, well, tell your friends to get an animal. Yeah, I will. Okay. I will. I called you initially because Teddy has a ritual that he does, and I know it's got to mean something, but I don't know what it means. If he's given a treat or if he finds a piece of particular piece of food, I don't know if he, when he likes it or doesn't like it, but he'll touch the tip of his nose to it, back off four inches, touch the floor, touch the food, touch the floor. He'll do that three or four times. Then he takes it and carries it to his bed and buries it. Now, I don't know whether the, he goes back and eats it or not. I think he does, but I've found like four or five treats in there. What does that mean? So you don't really know if Teddy's eating these treats later on in the day? No, not not later on in the day because, I mean, he's, he's I've found, like I said, four or five days afterwards. Yeah, and oh, so you're finding the uneaten treats down the road. Right. Does that kind of behavior go back to the beginnings of canines foraging and hiding their food? You know, it certainly can be. One way we could interpret that behavior is that, you know, he's kind of taking what's his and he's hiding it for a later date. I'm assuming he's the only dog in your in your truck. Yes. You don't have yes. other dogs with him? No. So it's not necessarily a competition type thing. It's just probably a, a way that he's kind of being a dog in his maybe somewhat uh, close environmental situations. And like, there could be some uh, psychological interpretation that, you know, maybe he thinks because, you know, the road is moving, um, you know, he has to make sure there's food accessible. Um, and it's hard to kind of understand how much dogs reason and kind of are, right. are reasoning through a situation like this. But I could totally make a case where he might be thinking, you know, I want to make sure I got this little snack later and don't know where I'm going to be. This might just be kind of a normal little uh, quirk with your little fella. one 405 Judy and I were just thinking about the dog. Uh, it was a, uh, His name was Donnie, and oh, he yes. was a Doberman Pinscher. Yes, and he would line up his toys out in the backyard, and he would line them up according to categories with colors and the types of toys. If, if there was a stuffed animal that was a monkey, he would put them with the other monkeys. My own uh, childhood dog, we did some interesting things. I used to think he had a great ability to pick up his favorite treats. I'd line up seven treats in a row and I'd let him smell and lick each one. It looked like he was reasoning through which one he wanted and he'd get to pick one treat. It's never the same one. He always kind of went and considered each one. So, you know, we don't know what's going up in those little heads of theirs. This is Animal Radio. Nature at its best is nature at its simplest. At Red Barn, we've kept it simple for 20 years by concentrating on single-ingredient natural dog treats. Because Mother Nature's actually pretty good at this. Bones are just tasty bones. Meat treats are just nourishing meat. It's nature at its simplest. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Natural Treats. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our slow-roasted natural meaty bones. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. If you uh, just tuned in, you missed the big butthole surgery interview that we had last hour. And I encourage you to head over to our website uh, or 
to download the Animal Radio app and listen to it again. It's it's interesting. It's about a kitten that had a uh, butthole surgery. And you've heard about this before, Dr. Debbie. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've seen it before. Um, yeah. It's a kind of a rare congenital defect that you know, dogs and cats can be born with. Mm, or you, without. Or without. <laughs> or without, yes. <laughs> So, but uh, let me tell you, it gets better from here on out. In a few minutes, we're going to be talking to Reverend, I'm sorry, Pastor Travis Davis, and he has a brand new organization called PetsAfterRapture.com, and he will take care, for a fee, he will take care of your pets after the rapture. Is this anything you've ever thought about, Dr. Debbie? Um, um, no, because my, my dogs are going with me. They're going with you. Not meaning I'm going to kill them, but where I'm going, my animals are also going to be welcome because They're... that's, that's my heaven. <laughs> okay. Lori, what are you working on for this hour? Well, think of all the things that a pet will eat, especially dogs. They seem to be the worst. Uh, you know, they open up their belly and they find, you know, whatever in there. Well, this doctor does this surgery and no fair, Dr. Debbie, you probably already read about it. But they found 21 of this one thing inside this nope. dog's belly. <laughs> 21 of them, I know. We'll tell you what it was. That's on the way. Let's go to the phones. I believe we have Steve on the line. Yes, you do. Hi, Steve. Where are you calling from today? Well, right now I'm in North Dakota. I'm a truck driver on the road. Okay. <clears throat> You're on with Dr. Debbie. Hi, okay. Steve. Hi, Dr. Debbie. Yeah, I was calling to, I, we've, my wife's got a yellow lab. It's a, it's a pretty large yellow lab. It weighs about 90, 95 pounds. Uh, about three, four years ago, it had some, uh, hip problems. And, um, the doctor that we had, uh, told her to, you know, to give it one glosamine tablet a day. And, uh, we did that. And that really helped with the, uh, hip. Now, I noticed the last time I was home, when the dog wanted to, we, we live in a two-story house, when it wanted to call up the stairs, it's starting to have problems with that left hip again. And mm-hmm. we've always continued with that one tablet, but I was wondering if we could increase that or if there's something else we should look after. And, and how old is he? I believe that she's had him for maybe seven years. And I, seven. I believe he was probably close to a year old when we got him. Okay. And uh, overall, throughout his lifetime, has he been a pretty active fella? Has he kept up with that throughout his life? Very active. He loves chasing balls and stuff, and uh, whatever he does, he does at full speed. That's how he he injured his hip the first time was chasing a ball down a hill and then trying to put the brakes on and stop, and something he did with his doing that, he uh, injured his hip and was not able to walk for about not without without pain for about uh, a week or two. So the vet that told her, okay. you know, just to keep him quiet for a while, and that and it really was pretty good. But I just noticed the other night, like I said, he isn't complaining or whining or anything when he's crawling the steps. But you could see by the time he's getting to the stop top step, his left leg is uh, he's starting to uh, try to uh, carry that a little bit. Okay. Now, uh, when you went, did you take him to the veterinarian? Did they do any x-rays? Has he actually been diagnosed with hip problems? Well, um, see, with me being gone all the time, I, I, she, she took him to the vet, and I, I'm sure they did do the hip, uh, hip or the x-rays. And okay. it was recommended that from the do- doctor to start this glosamine tablet daily okay. with him. Okay. The reason I ask that is there's a lot of other things that we can sometimes misinterpret as hip problems, especially in a very large active dog like a, a Labrador. And hip problems, um, some of the early signs of hip problems that you might see at home would be what we call bunny hopping, 
where a dog kind of moves their back legs together like a rabbit jumping. Oh, um, and that's okay. um, something we can see actually in very young dogs with hip dysplasia. And then certainly we'll see limping or favoring or slowness getting up or down. But because there are some of these other problems like knee injuries and dogs, oh my gosh, Labradors injure their knee a lot. And it's kind of like a football player type injury. So we just want to make sure we're sure of the type of injury um, because there's different things we might do for those things. But if we are definitively dealing with a uh, hip problem, glucosamine, uh, the supplement that you've uh, you know, mentioned, is definitely one of the first line um, things we can try to help out a pet with osteoarthritis. It is a natural type med- um, supplement, and it helps to promote healthy joint fluid. It decreases inflammation, and that results in less pain for our pets. Okay. And you mentioned that that worked for him pretty well. How long it had he been on that? Uh, I would say he's been on it. Uh, about three years, one tablet. Do you, uh, is that enough? Do you feel one tablet a day? It'll definitely depend on the size or the milligram dosage on the glucosamine. For a, so for a dog his size, I might want to make sure you're given somewhere between uh, 1,500 to 2,000 milligrams of glucosamine. 1,500 um, to 2,000. Yeah, and there's different sizes. If you use human forms, they'll come in about 500 milligrams. Some dog products will be in a thousand milligrams. So you just got to make sure you look at the numbers there. It's a dog. And, it's she gets it at uh, one of the uh, pet stores, um, and I I'm thinking it maybe is about a thousand. In addition to that, there's a lot of great medications out there to help our pets with arthritis pain. And I would definitely make sure you speak to your veterinarian. There's some really good ones out there, Medicam, uh, Deramax, uh, uh, Rimadil. A lot of these types of medicines can, if if you've already tried the glucosamine, it's helped, but we're kind of losing ground there. You yeah. might want to see about looking into those because those are very helpful for pets that the first tier of the supplements don't quite help them out enough. Um, we have to be cautious good. with that. We want to make sure we follow blood work and make sure the pet's in good health while they're on that. But that might be something that I would really see about doing at this point um, and see if that might help him out a little bit more with his mobility. That sounds good. Yeah. Now, the other thing I wanted to ask you, Steve, is um, as far as our weight, um, because we know weight plays a huge factor when we're dealing with any orthopedic problems. So making sure mild, low-intensity exercise, we get that extra fat, that extra hip weight off these Labradors who tend to be a little thick around the middle. That, too, well, would be very he important. He isn't overweight at all. He's just a very large dog. In fact, this, you know, if you look at him from the back, looking at his chest and his hip, they're all very proportionate. Uh, there is no widening of the, of the body in there. So he's, he's a very proportionate built dog. He's just very large. Good. That's good. That's so important. And these guys, they are so active. And and a lot of these problems, they'll catch up with them at some point. So um, keep them fit, keep them lean. Um, And it sounds like you're along the right path here as far as uh, controlling and managing his uh, discomfort. So I hope that's some help for you, Steve. And uh, thank you so much for calling here today. 1-866-405-8405. This is Dr. Debbie. This portion of Animal Radio was underwritten by VetraScience. And just like their owners, our pets get older and their joints stiffen up, jumping for joy a little more difficult. Well, Glycoflex hip and joint supplements from VetraScience, they help support joint health in your pet. And we thank VetraScience for underwriting Animal Radio. Hi, Joanne. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing fine today. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Clinton, Iowa. Clinton, Iowa. Okay. I listen to KROS. 
Oh, well, uh, we love those guys over there. You have such a sweet voice, too. I like that. You probably hear that all well, the time, though. You. So how can we help you today? Well, I have been, uh, I live in a village cooperative, and I feed the animal, the dogs that are here. And one person said their dog died from canine carryout. Canine carryout? I see nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Now, is this in reference to something that's been circulating in social media by any chance? Yes, it is. And I'm uh-huh. wondering, is that so? That is not truthful, is it? I, I have not. No. What, what, are you, what, are, what are you guys talking about? Okay, so there is um, there's a story that was posted on someone's Facebook page where they um, were cautioning people on the antifreeze that is in the product, uh, the dog treat called Canine Carryouts. And, and what it is, it's misinformation, unfortunately. I'm so glad that you called about this because this is an opportunity to dispel bad information that you find out on the Internet. Okay. So, okay. so. It is true that the product does contain a product called propylene glycol, and propylene glycol is FDA approved. It is a food additive. It's also in cosmetics. Um, it's in different drugs, um, but it is not the same thing as ethylene glycol, which is the toxic antifreeze. So All that's right. the totally different type of product. And actually, in a lot of the pet-friendly antifreeze products, you'll find propylene glycol for that reason, because it's the safer choice than ethylene glycol, which is the bad one. So, um, so no, I would have to say that, you know, while there may be propylene glycol in canine carryouts, it does not cause the type of uh, kidney problems that we see in um, okay. uh, you know, typical well, antifreeze. Is it, I mean, you don't give them so much at one time. Uh, is that correct? You, it's more of like a treat for the animal. Right. And, you know, the amounts of propylene glycol that, that we would find either in our food products or in an animal product are very, very low. And while there can be certainly some concerns for people that, you know, might have, you know, allergies, eczema, um, or if they consumed a large amount of it, the small amount that we acquire in our food products um, is really negligible and, and of no concern. And I think it would have to be, there's been some toxicity studies where um, you'd have to have uh, um, over 5% of your total food intake to oh, in- okay. include okay. propylene glycol. So we're talking, this is a, a very low level, um, uh, compound. So, um, okay. yeah, so, so I, I wouldn't be scared no by that. that right? okay. No, no. Oh, and I think so glad to know that this has been a, a problem or a concern that kind of falsely okay. has been out there for years with other pet food products where someone got on it and just kind of missed mistook the ingredient and it is easy you know propylene glycol ethylene glycol sounds so similar um, but very different types of molecular structures um, and they really just um, very different in how they could affect the body so okay thanks for calling joanne from uh, listening on kros in clinton iowa the number is 1-866-405-8405 this portion of animal radio is underwritten by vetra science Give your pets the extra support they need. From Glycoflex joint support to composure for pet stress, VetraScience has the supplement for all of your pet's needs. Thanks, VetraScience, for underwriting Animal Radio. 
Those big, scary storms can be terrifying for your pet. And we know that when they're stressed, so are you. Take good care of your buddy with VetraScience Composure. VetraScience Composure helps ease anxiety for pets caused by storms, travel, and owner separation. It won't sedate them, and your pets will love the taste. Also, try our Glycoflex for hip and joint health, as well as multivitamins and probiotics. Find VetraScience supplements at your local pet store, Petco, or your vet. Learn more at VetraScience.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Ooh, boy. Well, Merry, Merry Christmas Eve Eve from all of us. And Happy Holidays. We're all uh, we're in the holiday mood. We have to work this weekend, uh, so we're having a little bit of eggnog, relaxing back. I'm actually in a great read. This is a Kindle book. It's about pugs, and I just learned that uh, in Italy, the pug breed is generally known as the Carlin. The Carlin. They call it the Carlin after the famous yes. actor. <laughs> That's not where it came from, but <laughs> I'm re- just reading this from your book. You know, it's not where it came from, but that's what they call it there. This is uh, Dr. Debbie's book, by the way, if people want to check it out. Um, It's available over at Kindle along with other books. I'm only into the pug one right now, but she has one in Yorkshire Terriers, Shih Tzus, and Mini Schnauzers. How to be your dog's best friend. They're over at Kindle. And, of course, we have links from animalradio.pet. And uh, we're just a few minutes away from finding out about this whole rapture thing and what happens to our pets. There is a service that will take care of your pets after the rapture. I have so many questions. I'm sure you do, too. So that's on the way in just a couple of minutes. We'll also be taking your calls. Lori, what are you working on? Uh, we'll give you the latest on a case where they thought that four of these cats, and two of them are kind of famous because they hold world records, they thought that these four cats died in a house fire. But now there's a $100,000 reward going on in connection with them, so we'll tell you what's happening. That's on the way. Let's go to the phones for your calls. Hey, Ron, how are you? Doing good. Okay, how can we help you? Well, my dog is really obsessive with me. We obsessive? Got okay. of, we got her out of an animal shelter last year, and she's deaf. She can't hear. She can't hear. But she just clings to me, and wherever I go, she's got to be there. Is that okay? Or how is she when she's with you? Oh, she just lays down beside me. Okay. And if you're not with her, how does she behave? Well, the wife says she'll sit at the door and whine if I go out of the house. I'm a truck driver, so she's with me 99% of the time in the truck. Yeah, and and I guess the answer to that is it's only a problem if we're presented with a situation that it becomes a problem. Um, Because if she's calm with you and she can be with you most of the times, then that's fine. The problem we run into is when when the pet has to be away at, um, at the animal hospital or at home or in some other situation, there's a lot of anxiety with that. So it's not healthy in those situations. And I would say I encourage people to train pets to be independent of the human in their life. Not that we want them to ignore us, but we want them to be have a, a strong, independent uh, ability to take care of themselves. And it's a little more challenging with a deaf dog because they are a little bit more reliant on us for some of the cues that they need to know how to get around in their world. But there's no reason you can't teach a deaf dog to be a bit independent, and it's mostly we want to uh, reward relaxed behavior, so we don't want her to get anxious and and, um, kind of jumping up on us and then pick the doggie up, because that actually teaches that, you know, get anxious, 
act crazy, and then we'll pick you up and get what you want. So you do want to kind of try to train some of these behaviors um, and reward the, the calm behaviors. Um, so it's not probably ideal for what, what's going on in her world, but, you know, if she's happy and content and you don't think you'll be faced with problems when she's separated from you, um, then just just know that that can present a problem down the road, and your wife may call you and say, what the heck, get back here right now. She can't live without you. And that's when it becomes a problem. Well, she goes with me all the time anyway. Wherever I go, she goes, because the wife says that she don't want to stay home with her. <laughs> so if yeah. I go uptown, she goes in my pickup. Or if I go on a motorcycle, she goes on the motorcycle. Yeah. She also <laughs> likes to ride the lawnmower with you, you had mentioned earlier? Oh, yeah. Earlier? She likes to ride my lawnmower. Oh. If I'm oh. on the lawn, she wants to ride with me. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, she sounds like a cutie there. Sounds well, like it's a... a It's an apricot poodle. We got her out of a rescue center. And we've had her for about a year now. And she hasn't got many teeth left. And she can't hear and if I feed her, like, she won't eat her soft dog food, but if I feed her by hand, she'll eat it. It's like a treat then. Mm. Oh, I got mm. one of those. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, she sounds like she has definitely found the right adoptive family. So, I mean, <laughs> she's found yeah. her little niche, and she knows who her world is, and, and you're right in the center of it there. <laughs> well, we're well being a truck driver, you know, it's company on the road, and she uh, just loves it. I mean, she loves to ride. I couldn't believe I found some dog out of a pound that loves to ride. She just loves it. And they're better than humans, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. I think we all know what we're talking. What I'm talking about. You may think it's ludicrous what I'm saying. Well, she doesn't ask. Are we there yet? Yeah. No, she doesn't. She gives you that unconditional love. We appreciate your call, Ron. Okay. She don't bark either. Oh, of course not. Except when, except except when you're gone and you've well, left her with your wife. <laughs> well, no, no, she don't bark at all. Oh. She can't hear herself bark, so she don't know she's barking. Oh. So she don't bark. Oh. Wow. Oh. She's she's on a higher plane of mental communication, so she's far more advanced than us mere humans. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, take some notes from her. Well, thanks for calling, Ron. Thank you. Appreciate it. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to talk to Doctor Debbie. It's Alan Cable with real dogs doing amazing things. This one only weighs 10 pounds. Me and my little sister were making mud pies, and I hear a hiss and a rattle, and I look down, and there's a snake. These two kids were inches away from a venomous rattlesnake. He was already, like, curled up. He was coiled and ready to strike, and he tried to, but his bite missed its mark. Tycho, he got in front of me, and the snake bit him. This little 10-pound dog took a rattlesnake bite in his right eye. I mean, he saved her life. This family is so thankful. All they can do now is wait for the swelling to go down to see if the dog's eye will be okay. Another amazing story out of Baltimore when police were called about a vicious pit bull. Folks said he was terrorizing the neighborhood. The officer who responded is a dog lover, and he followed the pit bull into an alley. All the dog wanted to do was lick him. The officer got into the back of the patrol car with the dog, and they drove him to the shelter. But when they got there, he couldn't turn the dog in. He brought the dog home to his other two dogs, and they all seemed to be getting along just fine. This is Animal Radio, baby. 
Those big, scary storms can be terrifying for your pet, and we know that when they're stressed, so are you. Take good care of your buddy with VetraScience Composure. VetraScience Composure helps ease anxiety for pets caused by storms, travel, and owner separation. It won't sedate them, and your pets will love the taste. Also, try our Glycoflex for hip and joint health, as well as multivitamins and probiotics. Find VetraScience supplements at your local pet store, Petco, or your vet. Learn more at VetraScience.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Lori Brooks. There is definitely not a lack of news in the world today. But for pet lovers, this uh, really has them growling and hissing. If you haven't heard, it all started with an article about the vice president in The Atlantic. And in it, an advisor told the magazine that President Trump thinks pets are low class and that he was embarrassed when Vice President Pence announced in January that he and his family would be moving into the Naval Observatory with their pets. And at that time, that was, let's see, two cats, a rabbit, and a snake. Uh, The source had said that Trump ridiculed the menagerie to his secretary and that he was embarrassed by them, thinking it was low class. Well, that was enough. That's all animal lovers had to hear. It just put them over the edge. But the article also said that Trump thinks the Pence family is a bunch of, and the quote is, yokels because of all of those pets. So this really greatly offended animal lovers all across the country. It isn't startling, though, if you look at the background on this story, because Trump is a self-described germaphobe and the only president in more than a 100 years to not have any pets in the White House. So it's his choice, and apparently he thinks that pets have germs or something. But we just hope that, you know, the second family's pet rabbit, Bundo, didn't have to hear about this because Bundo's pretty popular, and he's got 16,000 fans on Instagram and more. <laughs> Did you guys hear about uh, two world record-holding cats? And um, they've got two other world record-less females, or rather feline siblings. And they were all thought to have died in a house fire near Detroit last month. But they have, the good news here, been spotted near their former home. And now there is a $25,000 reward if you find any one of those cats, or of course that would be $100,000 if your tip leads to the capture of all four of them. Will and Lauren Powell are the pet parents of the cats. You can stay up to date on the case by following his Facebook page. The cats are obviously, you know, like most of us, like the family's children. And these cats are kind of famous. One is a Guinness World Record holder with a tail measuring 17 and a half inches long. Uh, their other male youngster, only two years old, is 20.1 inches tall. And that's another world record for a cat. The cats, by the way, just had appeared on the talk show Pickler and Ben before that fire happened. So anyone who sees the cats is asked to take a photo, do not approach them, and then call or text the family. And we have that information here. Uh, veterinarians, Dr. Debbie, of course I thought of you when I read this story. You guys see the most amazing things. Did you hear about this vet in Oklahoma who operated on a dog that really wasn't feeling well after it, I guess somebody had actually witnessed it, eating its human sibling's pacifier. So 
the vet really, I mean, could have made a ton of money had he charged for each pacifier that he would later take out of that dog's belly because there ended up to be a total of 21. Yes. 21 binkies. 21 pulled from the four-year-old Sharpay's belly. And you can imagine how surprised the family was because the pre-op x-rays had shown there might have been between seven and nine of them inside the dog. Yeah, they don't show always very well on x-ray. That's part of it, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Dr. Debbie, you occasionally post uh, x-rays of things that are found in dog stomachs, and you ask for people to find out what they are, say what they yeah. are, identify Yeah, we like to quiz people on yeah. that just to see if they can identify it. So we had, yeah, army men. Um, <laughs> I had a cat that ate like three or four of those koosh balls. Ooh. Um, it, it just, I mean, swallowed them. What but, is yeah, the weirdest thing you've seen? The weirdest thing, I think, is when you start to get into cutlery. Oh, <laughs> So, you know, dogs tend to eat, especially around the holidays when we have things that we have to carve. Uh, we have knives out. Um, so, yes, I've seen um, parts of cutlery make it down into the uh, stomach. And that's always just amazing that something that's so sharp can make it through without causing so much damage. Um, fortunately, in that situation, that was witnessed at the time, and it was known, so it was promptly okay. dealt with. Good. So keep your stuff off the floor, right? I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Animal Radio, celebrating the connection with our pets. And during this lifetime, I, I expect to spend a lot of time with my pets. I want to, you know, I think I should spend at least half the day with each one of my animals. Half the day? Yeah, and I, this whole work thing to, you know, pay, <laughs> pay the rent and all of that. I, frankly, I think I got to get rid of that because I'm not spending enough time with my animals. Because, you know, how long is life going to last? You never know. The rapture could come at any time. The rapture. The rapture. And uh, you could Wikipedia Wait, that. wait. Have you been, um, are you on any cold <laughs> medications or something? Because no. this is not the how I know. No, I've been speaking to Pastor Travis Davis. Hi, Pastor. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing, sir? Very good. You are also the CEO of a organization called PetsAfterRapture.com. PetsAfterRapture.com. I'm sure you're going to go check that out while we're talking here at Google it. What do you guys do over there? So the beautiful thing with us is you can actually subscribe to PetsAfterRapture.com and your name will be placed on the list. So uh, people who are non-believers can actually uh, come get your pets after the rapture takes place. So we're really the middleman between your pets and the animal-loving non-believers who will be around after the rapture to take care of them. Well, wait, wait. Aren't my pets going in the rapture too? Well, biblically it doesn't say anything that God's going to take your pets. I mean, we all don't know, but... The, the issue is my wife and I love our animals to death, and they require attention. And let's say the rapture happens at 1 in the morning tomorrow morning. My dog's going to be locked in a cage, and my other dog will be stuck in a room until God knows how long someone can come save them. And if they don't get their medication, if they don't get help, they could die up there. And so we wanted to create something to help these animals in need, uh, which which is important to us. Okay, I'm not very religious, I'll admit it. Explain what the heck the rapture is to me. 
So, so the rapture uh, is a time in which Jesus comes for the, the loyal people. So uh, the, we don't know when the rapture is going to happen. A lot of people uh, say it's a, a time in tribulation, about seven years. It's going to happen pre-tribulation. So uh, most of what we would call things that need to be fulfilled happens, uh, is, is done, has already been fulfilled. So there's going to be a tribulation. Before that, God's going to come, and he's going to take all the people that believe in him, that have accepted him into his heart, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and they're going to be taken away, just in, in, in a quick instance. And everyone left who doesn't believe in God will still be here on the planet. Uh, and it doesn't say anywhere where they're going to take my faithful rocket in Kona, so they'll be left uh, with the non-believers down here. So, so okay. So let me get this straight. You offer a service. So when the rapture comes and we we disappear wherever we go, uh-huh. uh, that somebody takes care of my pet afterwards. Correct. And, Correct. Well, who's going to take care of my pet? I guess the non-believers, right? Well, so we, there's a lot of non-believers that love animals. So what we do is we're the middleman between them. So non-believers will come to the site and they sign up. And let's say you live in Los Angeles, California. I'm going to pair a non-believer in the area that is going to take care of your pet. And then no one knows the non-believer's names. You're not going to know the person that's going to be working with your pet. Uh, everything is kept confidential. But when that happens, I actually have an atheist on staff, and their entire job when this happens is to send out the emails and the non-believers will come get you. Now, if there's not a non-believer in your area, there's certainly a no-kill shelter in your area, which will pair up. So the no-kill shelter will get the information, and they will go out to get your uh, animal, which is awesome. So are there any fees involved? Are, are the non-believers paid for this service? Yeah, I'm is- getting my credit card out right now. How much is this going? <laughs> no, seriously, how much is this going to cost me? Yeah, so it's pretty simple. It's a subscription-based uh, service, so it's 10 bucks a month, uh, and that covers your, your pet, and that, that covers our situations we have teams that are always trying to figure out non-believers are they going to be there we're always on a moment standby if you want to do multiple animals you can do 15 dollars a month and that will cover all your animals and we'll find placements for all your animals so what if i have a special needs animal or medication how do i leave instructions where do i leave instructions how will someone know how to care for that pet so if you click save my pet you're going to be taken to a form and in that form it asks you give us special instructions on how to take care of the pet as well as what the medication is and you can leave that in there and the caretaker is going to get that information so when they adopt that pet they have all the specific instructions and everything that they need so that's all in the form to fill out so for non-believers um do you have any job openings uh i have i have one atheist on staff at the moment and his entire job is after the rapture of course he doesn't think it's going to happen but after the rapture he has to go in there and send these emails out. That's his entire job. So at the moment, no no more job openings. However, if you want to volunteer, uh, you're more than welcome to sign up at PetsAfterRapture.com. How many people have signed up so far? Uh, we have a little under, I would say, I say we're in the two to 300 hundred person mark between uh, people who want to save their pets and non-believers that want to help pets. We are with Pastor Travis Davis and the founder of Pets After Rapture. And he's offering a service to uh, take care of your pets after the, uh, the big rapture. Hi, friends. This is Dr. Marty Becker, America's veterinarian. After a traumatic experience at the veterinary office, have you ever thought to yourself, there has to be a better way? When your veterinarian is fear-free certified, you'll find your pet's vet visit is safer, more comfortable, and actually enjoyable. Your dog will go from shaking in the lobby to pulling you into the exam room with a wagon tail 
and your cat will be purring inside the carrier. To find a certified Fear Free veterinarian near you, go to fearfreepets.com. If you think putting a supercharged V8 in a sedan is crazy or just plain wrong, well, we've got news for you. We don't care. Dodge, welcome to the Brotherhood of Muscle. Hi, this is Jenna Fisher on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your animals. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It is Animal Radio. Celebrating the connection with our pets and uh, before and after the rapture. And we are with Pastor Travis Davis. And he has a brand new organization called PetsAfterRapture.com. And he will take care, for a fee, he will take care of your pets after the rapture. What do you do with the money, Reverend, during the time between now and then? If it's so so simple. Yes. Yeah, so a lot of it goes back to the community. A lot of it goes, we, we partner with a lot of nonprofit organizations, and we push a lot of money that way. Uh, we want to make sure that the, the money that does come in, that we can actually help animals, uh, that we can work with animals, that we can give uh, animals that, not, that, are, that are, get left behind or that are afraid or that are, that are beaten, that are in, in, in poverty. I mean, these animals are just like, like my two dogs. I love my dogs. I, my dogs are like my kids, although I do have two kids as well. So a lot of it goes back into the community, which is nice. Joe, Joey, you had a question. Yeah, my question is this. Now, when you read the book of Revelations, okay, oh, the earth is supposed to be in such turmoil at that point. What is my guarantee that someone is actually going to go be checking on my pets when there, when there is so much turmoil going on in the world? I mean, what's, what's my guarantee at this point, especially if it is something that I'm going to, you know, that, that I'm eventually going to pay for? Julie, that's a great question. I like to say that there's three things that are guaranteed in life. There's death, there's taxes, and then there's rapture, right? That's a, that's a pastor joke. But, uh, so, <laughs> you know what? So, I, was, I was hoping that we'd hear little pastor jokes today. <laughs> of course, of course. So, Joey, what, uh, there's, there's no guarantee that they're going to help. So that's why I don't pay these people because I don't want someone to come and just make a couple dollars here and there. Uh, and, and there's a form they fill out. And I actually call them and I interview them and I talk to them. And I want to make sure that they're good-minded, sounded people, that they're actually going to do the job. Now, the world does say it's going to be in chaos, but the first three and a half years will be uh, hit and miss. When it happens, it's going to be in chaos initially. Uh, but the first three and a half years, it'll kind of be all over the place. And then the Antichrist is going to come at three and a half years. And then from there... Uh, the world will start to get a little bit better because the Antichrist is going to kind of unite everyone. And then when the seven-year mark happens, uh, it you know, it's, crazy. it's, not, it's yeah. not so good. Not you know so what? Good. I but, think it might have actually started. <laughs> you know, I don't think so yet, uh, personally, but, you know, you never know. We never know what's going to happen. But here's the thing. If you think about it, guys, ultimately you can either have no one to go help your pets or you can have – kind of insurance-esque type something there to help them. So it's it's, it's not for everyone, that but we want to make sure that we provide a service. And how do we have proof of your religiosity so we know that you really are somebody who has goodwill toward pets? Good, question. Good question, Lauren. Yeah, great. So you can always call the Pets After Rapture number, uh, uh, and if I don't answer, leave a message, but I would love to talk to anyone, uh, and especially about God, you know, because this is another thing to try to not only just save pets, 
but to bring people to the religion. So if you have questions or there's or you don't know and you have an issue, just go to petsafterrapture.com, go to the phone number, call it. If I don't answer, leave a message, and I would love to talk to you about Jesus because, I mean, that's my primary focus is to spread the word of the gospel. Uh, if you want to learn more, head on over to petsafterrapture.com. Of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at animalradio.pet. Pastor Travis Davis, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure chatting with you guys. Thank you so much. Take care of yourself. Okay, I so said you... that Amazon like had the 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 story of the decade with you know their new Amazon pet profile. Yeah, that doctor uh, doctor uh, Pastor Travis. That is the most ingenious idea. And didn't weren't we just talking about cannabinoids or cannabis and THC and stuff? <laughs> yes, uh, we've actually. So been you trying. guys didn't know. That Joey Vanni knows the questions to ask because he does go to church every Sunday and sometimes on Wednesday and does read his Bible. So really? that's why I had to ask. Yes, absolutely. Wow. That's why I had to ask that question because just yesterday, believe it or not, I was reading Revelations and that's what they're saying. It's going to be supposed to be nuts. So I don't think anyone listening, if it's as bad as they say it's going to be, I ain't checking on nobody's dog. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I, gosh, I hope that we don't appear insensitive to folks who, who do have a religion. It just, um, it seemed like if you are that religious, um, you know, we all do have our own spirituality, but it just seemed like you, you wouldn't, um, be that concerned. I, I don't know. There was just a, a link missing. But it's, I think, a darn good idea somewhere along the line. See, if I was that religious, I would expect my pet to come with me. They're That's coming with I us. Thought. Yes. They're coming with us. Yes. You know. Well, it's time for us to go. We hope you had a lot of fun today. Remember, if you need your fix during the week, head over to our website, animalradio.pet, or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry. Have yourself a great week. Wishing everybody a Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Happy Holidays. Feliz Navidad. Look at you. Christmas. What can I get to really please my friend? I offered money and funny. I even tried a book. No fool and he was drooling with that booty pad look. Oh, what a time I have with Christmas shopping. Oh, what a time for tweety birds like me. I offered bright red fancy ties, but he just stares with hungry eyes. Oh, what will I get that booty pad for Christmas? Happy holidays to all of you. This is Jack Wagner sending you my best for the Yuletide season. Take care. Happy holidays, my friends. This is John Lithgow, hoping the season brings you closer to the people you love. Hi, everybody. This is Adam Sandler, and I hope you're enjoying the Hanukkah season. Happy holidays. I'm Quincy Jones, wishing you all the best in the coming year. Hi, I'm Ted Danson. Happy holidays to you. Oh, what can I get is Animal Radio Network. Network.